You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. And our next guest, Tim Sigmund's passion is to mobilize and train the body of Christ to reach the nations of the world through international student ministry. It's a passion that was birthed in his heart as a college student 40 years ago on the campus of Moody Bible Institute. A prayer outpouring was experienced there, and it launched him into a life of ministry. We're going to find out more about that and how it relates to uh, more recent events. Tim, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, good morning, Bridget. Yeah, uh, when we were discussing this, you know, the thought came into my mind. The prayer is, Lord, do it again. Bring revival again. You've actually seen that happen. How exciting was that for you, or is that for you? As uh, Bridget mentioned, we saw revival break out on the Moody campus about 40 years ago when I was a student there. And over the years, uh, somehow that marks your life when you go through a revival. And there's been this longing to see that happen again. And as we began to pray, uh, prepare for the Collegiate Day of Prayer, we got to hear a guy who wrote a book about the 1970 Asbury Revival that uh, stirred many of us to say, do it again, Lord, do it again at Asbury campus. Mm. Yeah, I guess what maybe how some have uh, criticized it, you know, recent events is, you know, it's just emotionalism. It's maybe something that won't last. But what you're saying is what you experienced 40 years ago has lasted in your life till today. It has. In fact, one of my uh, favorite professors from those early days at Moody 40 years ago was actually with me on the Collegiate Day of Prayer at Asbury because he's been praying for the past 40 years for revival to come. Tell us how it has moved you. How how has it uh, impressed upon you so that your life has become a part of ministry work uh, you work with International Students Incorporated. Tell us about this ministry and how it has uh, led you, uh, that time of revival has pushed you forward. Yes, so um, while I was a student at Moody Bible Institute, my wife, uh, Yasemin Malahi was the first Iranian student to attend Moody Bible Institute. And she spoke one Uh, evening about the need to serve international students and reach them with the gospel. I joined her in reaching out to students in Chicago, and about nine months later, we were married. And uh, through that ministry, we've had the privilege of touching the lives of students from 130 different nations. Wow. That's really incredible, Tim, because you are able to reach nations that you may never even travel to through these international students. What does ministry to them look like? So international student ministry, I I would call it the uh, best kept secret in the missions community. It's God is just bringing us the nations to our doorstep. And it's this tremendous opportunity to open our homes and our hearts, to welcome them, to love them, uh, to disciple those who are believers, and to help those who are searching and seeking uh, to come to faith in Jesus. And I truly have the joy of having friends all over the world. And guys, I get to eat great food. (laughs) (laughs) That is a bonus, I would say. Yeah. How many campuses is this ministry on? So 
ISI, International Students Incorporated, is on about 350 campuses nationwide. Mm, and maybe even some here in South Florida. How would someone uh, figure out if, like, Florida Atlantic University or University of Miami had a ministry outpost of your ministry? How, how would they find that out? Yeah, you could go to our ISI website. It's just isionline.org, and you can pull up every state, click on it, and it will tell you the staff members, give you a way to contact them, and uh Oftentimes, that's what happens. People find us on our website, reach out to us, and then they get involved as volunteers. And a great opportunity. It's a great ministry for families with children, especially. Getting back to how we started this conversation about the revival or renewal, however you look at it, uh, that happened at Asbury. You know, that is a mountaintop experience for many of those students. And they're at a point now where wait a second, I'm back in class or yeah, but now I'm a, I'm a, I'm still a barista. You know, what am I doing here? Um, how do we keep that fire burning? I guess, how do we help them or assist them keep that fire to burn in their own life? So I've been very impressed by the way uh, the leadership of Asbury university has shepherded and stewarded uh, what God has been doing in the hearts of their students They've already been talking about developing rhythms in their walk with God that establish them for the marathon long run of the rest of their lives, uh, that revival is an amazing gift and outpouring of God. But they, are, they literally have commissioned on the collegiate day of prayer, they commissioned the students that experienced this revival and said, now your responsibility is to take this back to your home, to your community, to your church, take it to the nations. And the students very seriously consecrated themselves to that very purpose. Hmm. Well, and the thing about what happened there, which maybe caught many of us off guard and was a little bit surprising, like what's happening here? (laughs) That really was the response to, of you've already alluded to this, years of faithful prayer of God's people. Can you talk about what can lead up to something like the outpouring that we saw? Yeah, I would say one of the things that amazed me is the sovereignty of God's hand and timing, bringing together several events that happened one after the other. So, for instance, this year was the 200th anniversary of the Collegiate Day of Prayer, which always happens the last Thursday in February. And um, we were supposed to have been on Asbury campus last year, but instead it got moved to this year. So in September, the leadership of Collegiate Day of Prayer met, and Wayne Atchison spoke to us about the 1970 Asbury Revival. Wayne wrote a book about that, and he challenged us, guys, pray that God would bring revival again to the campus. So that was one of the platforms that God used. Highly recommend Wayne's book, by the way. Uh, And it set all of us in later I I learned not just the Collegiate Day of Prayer, but there were probably thousands of people praying for revival to come again to Asbury. So God laid that foundation. You know, the most dangerous people are probably those grandparents sitting around the kitchen table praying for their grandchildren, right? I mean, that's that truly is 
um, uh, spiritual warfare that we just don't understand many times, isn't it? It's definitely the case. And then even the timing, guys, of when this revival started, it started on February 8th, just 15 days before the Collegiate Day of Prayer. Mm. And when you think about this, one of those seminary professors who was there said uh, the presence of God was so powerful in that chapel service. Students flocked to the front of Hughes Auditorium. They got on their knees. They began to weep and repent. And one campus minister who was there said the carpet at the front of that auditorium was soaked (laughs) with the tears of students. And life, we pray, will never be the same for them. It wasn't for you because, again, we mentioned this earlier, you experienced something similar on the campus of Moody in the, 19, in the I guess, the 1970s or so. And so what has what did that experience mean for you and maybe even some of the others that were with you during that time? How have you, now that you look back on it, how did that that experience kind of start something different in your life? We, we had an amazing speaker at Moody's Founders Week that year, uh, Dr. Alan Redpath, and he spoke from Ezekiel 22:30. I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me that I should not destroy the land. And Dr. Redpath said, God's calling for people who will stand in the gap before him in prayer. And... I remember distinctly after that message, we went from small numbers of students in prayer meetings to hundreds of students in prayer meetings, and prayer just uh, was ignited on the campus. Students spilled out of Moody onto the streets of Chicago. They were witnessing the gang members and seeing gang members come to faith in Christ, and students Definitely, their lives were changed, prayer lives, and that is just carried on, many of them, in amazing ministries in different locations around the world. And we've stayed in touch with each other and have reminisced at times what God was doing and how that marked our lives. Uh, just truly remarkable how um, it it seems to continue on, right? It, it Like that ripple effect— then made it 40 years later to Asbury. And now what will these ripple effects do? Even though it seems like revival is far, far away, it's just, it really is just that next prayer away. And that's that's what you're telling us here, I think. And it, it's truly a remarkable story. Tim, thank you for uh, for giving us some, some perspective on what has happened, what happened for you and what is happening currently uh, to many students, uh, really not just at Asbury, but a, a around our country. And uh, thank you for, for giving us some perspective on this. Hey, very happy to join you guys. Great joy. Before we let you go, Tim, finally, how are you praying for these students? So I, I, I actually spoke to a men's group on Friday morning and challenged them to pray, start praying for revival to come to our city. And I think one of the key things that I have longed for is asking God that this would be a revival that would bring transformation at every level of our culture and society. So I've been praying for the long haul for endurance and 
I, I wonder, could, could I just read a brief quote from one of the visitors to Asbury that really captured my heart? Sure. Go right ahead. She said, many have asked me, what do we need to do to bring this where we are? And it's a reasonable question. However, I sense that a better question would be, what do we need to be? I sense we need to be humble, repentant, surrendered, transparent, available, obedient, willing to lay down our traditions and sacred cows and become loving, kind, and hungry. I came away from Asbury thinking, this is what pure and simple devotion to Jesus looks like. It's not too tall in order to ask a mighty God for transformation at every level of our society and praying for revival to come to our city, wherever that city may be. We can all do that. Well, Tim Sigmund has been joining us again, one of the ministry leaders at internationalstudents.org. You can find out more about them and how maybe there's there's a branch at a college campus near you and you could launch and be in partnership with others to minister to international students there. We've got a link to all of that at ericandbridget.org. All right, Tim, thank you for your time this morning. Much appreciated. Hey, guys, thank you. Have a great day.